Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest, episode 10. Uh, I'm Jordan Merrick and thank you so much for tuning in as always. Um, recording the intro on the day of the episode coming out, which is a bit uh, a bit late for me. Um, I've had a bit of a, a crazy week, uh, or a couple of days I should say, with, with my little dog Luna who uh, had to get some surgery, but she's okay, thankfully. She's got the uh, cone of shame on uh, and plenty of medication to take, so it's been a, a funny few days to say the least, so thank you for your patience on this episode coming out. Um, but this episode is one I've been really excited about, um, because um, for those who have been listening to the show since it started, um, you would maybe remember me talking to Elle Payne about uh, the Ipswich music scene and how curious um, I was about it, mainly because so many artists uh, from Ipswich had been talking about it you know even Brisbane artists have been bringing up the the scene in Ipswich and and how positive it is and um you know obviously for those from Queensland everyone you know probably knows that Ipswich has always had a bit of a bad misconception about it so for me it was a great chance to sit down with somebody who's in the scene and working with artists uh who's an artist herself um to learn about you know what is Ipswich and why why is the scene coming up and why are some of those misconceptions completely wrong? Um, so it was a really exciting episode. So the guest this week was Casey, uh, a really talented artist in her own right, but she's also um, one of the booking agents at Studio 188. Um, so look, let's just get straight into it. Without further ado, I welcome Casey. Casey, how are you? <laughs> hey, Jordan. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, thanks for coming on. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have, uh, you know, someone who's you know one of the pride of Ipswich on uh, stories from House Arrest. Oh, that's such a compliment. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> Talking you up, but look, I mean, I think you're a very good uh, representation of Ipswich. So I'm really keen to deep dive into that a little bit later. Thank you. But yes. yeah, let's just start with let's start with last year, the crazy year for everybody. How was it for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, it was a year. <laughs> it was a year. So I was really lucky. I actually um, was still able to work during 2020. So that was really lucky. Um, however, I am quite an extrovert and depend on like meeting with people and catching up face-to-face with people a lot. So that I found really hard. Um, I had some of my my worst mental health um days and periods of time during 2020 Mm. but it definitely taught me a lot about resilience and um reaching out for help when when you need to Mm. um but yeah i think i'm i'm getting better at like not labeling years as like bad or good um it's just what i learned from them Mm. um and yeah i definitely think 2020 had its lows but it also had quite a lot of highs and you know watching my friends and family develop their small businesses or like taking their art seriously um, as a result of 2020 and losing their jobs or what have you that was all very exciting so that's what made it worth it to me yeah that was a very uh, it's just yeah a crazy year to say the least um it's been really interesting though like a lot of people have sort of said with regards to art is how like even musicians like how much more they appreciate it now um even things like gigs like compared to say 2019 when it was just that was just normal life yeah. you know chasing the gig now it's like oh if we're playing one gig a, every couple of months wow what a big deal you know it's uh, yeah. it's amazing how your perception can change from 
for a worldwide event, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, I just think none of us saw it coming. And I yeah. think that's what was so shocking about it is just we never ever thought that the world could just shut down mm. for such a long period of time. And so when things started to open back up again, absolutely, there was the the gratitude around being able to go out and see a show regardless of the the small capacities in the rooms or going to see a movie or you know it um i get yeah i guess inbuilt into the into the negativity of last year came a lot of gratitude as well so yeah yeah for sure did you do much like writing at all last year or um so i actually uh not specifically music um but i actually got into poetry last oh, year great. wrote a few um poems here and there and really explored my visual art curiosities, which was um, fantastic. Um, but I just felt I wasn't in the right headspace to 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 write last mm. year. Um, so I did release a track last year, which was very exciting. Um, but I already had that one in the bank, and mm. it was more just a, um, a a matter of polishing it off. Um, but yeah, in terms of writing fresh tracks, it was uh, not really too much of a possibility last year. Yeah. yeah, it's great that you did poetry though. I think poetry, the thing I love about poetry compared to writing a song is you don't have to worry about the music. Yeah. There's so much less pressure on, with poetry. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to fit. It doesn't have to sound good when you say it. If it reads well, you mm. know, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it doesn't read well, it's still good. So Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. like when people are reading it, they're also reading it in their own voice, so it can mm. sound different depending on who's reading it. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What sort of um like the, the poetry that you do, is it is it really personal stuff or does it explore like fiction or Um, so definitely um a lot of personal stuff and just taking in the world around me and what was happening during that time as well um i wrote a very like explicitly covid poem which is just about like um i tried to frame it in a kind of way that was the you know um the earth or the universe just like telling us to just stop and sit down and take a breath and um like reevaluate where we mm. were in life so that was probably my favorite one that came out of last year um, but yeah, everything I, I seem to write in terms of songs or poetry or what have you, it's all um, quite personal. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, it's like important to use stuff like that as well to um, compartmentalise everything that's going on, right? Um, mm. You know, because it was different for everybody. But I think, um, you know, especially dealing with like when you're talking mental health, like such a change... Can it, it's always going to be tricky and I think having an outlet um, can be really powerful I mean it's important everyone needs an outlet whether whether it's exercise or art or yeah. what have you um, what sort of visual art did you do um, I actually got into a bit of like collage like cutting oh, out photos of magazines and um, and sticking them all together um, to form like a, a new piece of art mm. so that was very exciting and just like got back to the the young days where you just like slap some paint on some mm. paper or you know like just really like textile um kind of art like yeah. i'm not a good drawer or painter or anything like that but it was just about like exploring those avenues again mm. um just because i used to love art so much when i was younger and i was like well i can't go out anywhere so i may as well just like yeah explore 
explore this again and see if there's anything tangible that I want to take into the future with me. So Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's what the time was there for, right? When you've got some time on your hands. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So looking back, um, so that was obviously last year. If we go back, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. So let's just say we go back 10 years, go back 15 years, whatever. Yeah. When did you start? Like, have you always been into music or playing music? Or um, or is that something that's sort of come as you've gotten older? Or Yeah, so my, um, my music background starts way back in grade five. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you start the, the inter-school music program and um, I started on the saxophone. So nice. I played saxophone, alto sax, from grade five all the way through to grade 12 um, and didn't really, like, I loved to sing but didn't ever share it with anyone. Mm. It was quite personal. I was really scared to sing in front of people. I only really started showing that side of myself when I was perhaps like 16, 17. Mm. And in school, um, they coerced me into <laughs> singing in front of the big band and like things like that. So, because in school, you're never really like encouraged to pursue the arts or pursue being mm. an artist. Yeah. Um, because it's not like a, in inverted commas, real world job. So yeah. it was never something that I thought I would take seriously. And so it just kind of sat on the back burner. But, um, yeah, like my parents, they love music, but not at all musical. Um, <laughs> didn't play any instruments. I don't let mum and dad hear this, but they're not great singers. Like just, yeah, but they really... Sorry, mum and dad. Yeah, oops, <laughs> sorry, mum and dad. But I've definitely, um, I've told them that before, so it won't be anything new. But um, they love music though, like love listening to mm. it, love seeing live music. So they get really excited when Mitch and I um, play. So, mm. um, but yeah, that's that's the background of where my music stemmed from so. yeah great so like when you're like 16 17 is that when you like when you were pushed into doing singing and, and that sort of direction did you really like decide then that you wanted to pursue music or like or like work within music or was that did that come later after that or definitely came later because um, I was still in the mindset of like obviously at the pivotal year of like um, grade 12 you're told go to university like get a you know a long-term mm. career um and so I, I never really took it seriously it was just a matter of um singing in front of the big band at school and um, posting a cover every now and again on Facebook mm. um but it wasn't really until um I started attending like workshops um in in our local area in Ipswich mm. um to do with music that I started taking it seriously Mm. um so yeah and it's a very long story um and very crazy story but um uh the the girl that first introduced me and encouraged me well not the first person but the person who encouraged me and it really stuck with me Mm. uh, was my ex-partner's new girlfriend so yeah so she like encouraged me to do it um just in a in a very roundabout weird way um and that you know if i figured to myself if if someone on that kind of level like you know we should not get along mm. but if someone on that kind of level is telling me to push it forward and keep going with it then i probably should take it a little bit more seriously yeah, yeah. well you know you're single on spotify um the name is eluding me it's 
paranoid. Paranoid. <laughs> I, I was like, is it, is it paranoia? Is it like I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. I I really liked it, and um, it's obviously got like it's very Billie Eilishy. Like yes. I found. Thank you. And it's really cool. Like really clever lyrics. Really, I love the the composition. I, and I think uh, it really stood out. I, I love pop music when you can listen to pop music and it feels almost stripped back. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. I don't even know if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it was a really great vibe. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm glad that your ex's uh, girlfriend pushed you in the, <laughs> yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, me too. It's um, just like. It's just crazy to think about, you know, because society is like, oh, you shouldn't be friends with her, but... What a society, no, really? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's all good. Mm. Yeah, so going back, I suppose, going to Ipswich then. So you've Mm. you've pursued music and you're starting to build your career in Ipswich. How did you go from, okay, I want to take music seriously to booking Studio 188? So, um, I started um, work at the Civic Centre, the Ipswich Civic Centre, mm-hmm. um, just as a casual front of house um, person um, and have always expressed interest in like wanting to, well, I've always really looked at the, the role and been like, that's something I'd really love to strive, strive for, mm. um, but it never really occurred to me that it would actually happen one day mm. so um but yeah so uh i was working um front of house casually um mm. and Brittany, who was the venue booker who also was the ex-girlfriend of, oh. uh, the 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 girlfriend yep. of my ex um she was in the um in the position um and she moved on to a new role um in in council mm-hmm. um and identified that I would be a great candidate for the role just mm. because I'm so passionate about our local community. Um, I've had a lot of admin, admin experience in the mm. past um, and I, you know, I would potentially have the ability to learn what's involved um, in, in booking the venue. So mm. um, they all took a chance on me. <laughs> and so um, I, yeah, today I am the, the associate programmer of Studio 188 and it's been a crazy learning curve, mm. um, but I feel really fulfilled going to work every day knowing that um, my job is to support artists, do what mm. they love, um, and give opportunities to people who might not think that they're quite there yet, yeah. but hopefully my little push of like, yes, you are a bookable artist, yeah. will get them across the line of like taking it more seriously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that like what you've just said there is such a powerful thing in music. I think it's so easy, like when you look at, we look at mental health in music and how there's obviously a lot more mental health issues in an industry like the like music and mm. the arts because it's so thankless so much. Mm. Um, so when you get little wins, like if someone like a booking agent takes a chance on you when you're out, when you're starting out, it's such a show of confidence as well, and it gives you belief. And I think yeah. giving artists belief is probably one of the biggest things you can do because, as you said, going through high school, no one treats it like it's a real career. Yeah. So if you can start to get out there and someone shows belief in you, like, well, maybe I can do it, and it keeps people chasing the dream, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is so important. Yeah. Would that is that your favorite? Like, would you say that's your favorite part of booking bands, or do you have a favorite part of a job? Or that's a good question. <laughs> um, 
I definitely think that that's what it comes down to, especially mm. like the because um, we have a like a strong development on uh, a strong focus on developing the the youth in our mm. area and like being that bridge to mm. like get them to take it more seriously and perhaps pursue it as a career. Mm. So I think that is really exciting. Is like knowing that we can identify the talent and hopefully be that um, that middle ground yeah. to be like, okay, well let's let's hold your hand mm. and like let's move you over this way and you know take you towards a very viable future in in the arts so yeah i think that's probably most fulfilling is just knowing that we're that we're helping to do that and then obviously mm. booking any artist is so exciting because mm. we you know we know that we're able to give them the opportunity to keep doing what they love so yeah yeah no, that's great and it's funny with Ipswich, and it's so funny, like, so today, the day of recording uh, the episode with Elle Payne came out, and it's literally the, the episode where I'm, like, talking about Ipswich, I keep hearing good things about Ipswich, I need yeah. to get somebody on, and it's so funny that that happened on that episode, and yeah. then, of course, we're doing this today, it was just, yeah. like, what a funny coincidence, but yeah. the whole thing, like, and it was, yeah, like, I keep hearing so many good things about the Ipswich scene, and I have for a while, um, even one of my friends who... Uh, is a painter. She used to live in Ipswich, and mm-hmm. she um, just raved about the community of the art, like arts there, and yeah. like music and you know visual art and everything. And even like back then, that was a few years ago, and I just yeah. ke- it just keeps building up. Uh, yeah. What is it like? You know, from someone who's there, like to an outsider, sell it to me. What, what's tell me about Ipswich? Like, what's the community like in the arts there? I think what it comes down to um, in Ipswich is that we have each other's back. Um, and because we are still um, such a, a close-knit and small, um, I say small in inverted commas, but mm. a smaller um, region of artists, um, then we know who to recommend when mm. we're looking for something in particular. And so it's just that constant like um, ping-ponging, I guess, of like ideas and like connections and just generally having each other's backs that um, makes it, a really strong community I feel yeah and I think there's just like a lot of unidentified talent out in Ipswich um, in that people just like the the culture in Ipswich mm. is that you um, you leave school you go to uni you get a long-term career and that's you like you just stay mm. in Ipswich for the rest of your life and that's just how it is um, but so people with that mindset mm. that like following back to going back to what I was saying before people with that mindset don't have the like they don't have the indication that they could do something yeah. with their with their art so it's just like unearthing those mm. kind of artists that is so exciting as well and just mm. knowing we have the talent there and I think the momentum is now coming from the encouragement from everyone else in the community and being like hey come join us like yeah. this is a viable path that you can go down so yeah, yeah no, that's lovely. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to play Studio 188. I'm really excited to yeah get out there and check out because it's been a venue that um like I just see so many more artists I know playing there nowadays, yeah. and so I was so glad to have the opportunity. So I think this episode will be out probably like I don't know maybe a couple of weeks before that. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't wait. So I can say that I can say that in like li- <laughs> literal terms. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be good. Um, so exciting. Yeah, do you, are you finding more and more, like, uh, say, Brisbane or even interstate artists are wanting to play Ipswich now, like, compared to, say, a couple of years ago? Yeah, um, so 
We have um, an array of artists reaching out to us and um, wanting to play, which is so exciting. Um, so we have some artists who are quite local to the Southeast Queensland region, mm -hmm. uh, but we've also had a couple that have reached out that are on a much broader national scale. So that has been so exciting. Mm. Um, but, you know, we have um, artists like Jack Botts who come through um, and they're just once they've enjoyed the venue like hopefully we've been been able to give them a positive experience and they tell other artists um, mm. and those other artists tell other artists and it's just like that flow on effect so we're starting to see more artists from a wider um a wider scope reaching mm. out to the studio which is very exciting yeah. and also the other venues in ipswich as well so um there's a few other um, of the bigger venues um, or like well-known venues mm. who are also attracting those kinds of artists from outside of the region. So that's also very exciting. It's just very exciting for Ipswich in general. Yeah. At the moment, so it's great. No, it's great. And, you know, I sort of look at it similar to, you know, like like looking at the Gold Coast music scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm from the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to Brisbane in 2014, there was pretty well one music venue on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And even like when I was starting out gigging, I went to look at booking on the Gold Coast and I'm like, well, the only venue I can find is in Coolangatta and yeah. I want to play somewhere more central to where my friends and stuff were based. Yeah. So it was so hard booking shows there. Whereas you look at now, you've got several venues that have popped up and actually are building like that momentum. So more people yeah. are now playing on the Gold Coast again than ever before. Yeah. Um, and it sort of feels like that a bit with Ipswich now. Like, you know, you go back a few years ago, uh, when I was starting out, I don't think I ever would have looked at playing at Ipswich just because it was sort of like, where would I play? Where would yeah. I even look? Yeah. And now it's like, you just see it pop up nonstop. Yeah. Oh, um, that's very exciting to yeah, hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's, you know, and not to uh, give you a pat on the back, but I think it's like people like yourself who are from the scene who come out and, and it just, they speak so highly of it and just promote it. Um, mm. You're clearly doing something right, I think, in Ipswich. To, if people really want to fly the flag for it have the pride in the scene like that's really awesome yeah and i think it's yeah starting to build to really cool things yeah thank you yeah. and i i think that was a discussion that i know me and my group of friends who are heavily involved in the in the art scene or like the music mm. scene in particular i know that was a discussion that we had mm. of like okay well if we want to if we want this to go any further, we need to say that we're proud of being from Ipswich. Yeah. Um, and that we're, we're, we're proud Ipswich artists mm. and we aren't afraid to, yeah, to say it really. Yeah. Because obviously there's this huge stigma around Ipswich being a, a not very nice place to visit. Mm. Um, but I think that's, you know, and that was probably the case um, in the past, but mm. I, I definitely think the city in general has taken um, quite a nice turn. Um, and, and the the art scene and the music scene are benefiting quite strongly from that mm. so even the small business scene in Ipswich is um is doing really well yeah. so it's just like it's just when people are not afraid to say they're proud from an area then the attraction starts to happen from outside of there and be you know because people are like oh, okay well what are they talking about yeah why are they so proud to be from this city that is actually has quite a bad name like why yeah. are they so proud we should go and check it out so, yeah, yeah no that's great I really want to ask you as well, as someone who's obviously booking acts, uh, as well as a musician yourself, what do you think, not just for Ipswich, but in general, like, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that faces artists, say, at a level where 
you know, you you might have a, like a fan base locally. What do you think the biggest challenge is getting to that national step? Like, what do you see the sort of biggest challenges in doing that? Yeah, I. It's hmm, a good question. It's a big question. It's I know. It's a big question. <laughs> I'm like sorting through my file compartment in my brain. Like, what if are it, the top? And three? I think it's, if it was an e- yeah, if it was an easy answer, I think we'd all have we'd all be ticking it off. Yeah, of course. But I'm always I'm always curious to hear what people think because it's it is a tricky question, and I think um, and I think one thing um, in music is that sometimes it's people are especially people who get to bigger levels. Yeah. You ask them like. I don't even know. So sometimes it's like you don't even know your own pathway. Yeah. So I think it's always cool if you can try to work out ways and, and help each other. But it's like, but you've got to work the ways out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say probably like the two that like stick to my brain immediately are like time and fear. Um, me personally, I know that as an artist, I had a lot of fear around putting myself out there and mm. like exposing myself and, and my deep emotions to the world. Mm. Um, and yeah, just like, cause there's always that fear of like putting yourself out there and being mm. ridiculed for it. And that was something that I protected myself from for a very yeah. long time. Um, but I've also gained so many positives from, from, you know, taking that step forward and releasing a song and being really confident in myself mm. as an artist um, that I think it's worth it. I think it's worth, um, like, it outweighs the fear, I guess, yeah. of, um, of, of starting. So mm. definitely fear is one of them. Uh, time is definitely another. Of course, you have to make some sort of sacrifice. So it's mm. like, do you drop back to part-time hours? If you're working full-time, do you drop back to part-time hours, lose that money, but then try really hard to build your project? And sometimes that's just too much of a risk for people, mm. which is totally understandable. We live in a very um, a very money-hungry world. So mm. being able to, to really commit to that decision and like really follow through on it is quite hard. Mm. I definitely understand that. Um, and I think... I'll, I'll just go with three <laughs> and, oh. but I think the third one is um, just like general knowledge of the industry when you're starting out um, mm. because obviously there's you know there's people who are starting out and then they only really see the people who are like um, like top tier like mm. your Amy Sharks and your big artists on that mm. kind of level so it's like the gap between seems so vast yeah. um, but it's like if only everyone had the knowledge that it's like little, like little by little, you make small steps and you, you know, you put yourself on a path of progression. Mm. And because that's how Amy Shark got to her level is like little steps of progression to, yeah. I don't know. I think that's definitely another one is just like knowledge around starting out and how to, how to put a song out, who to make connections with mm. um, and how to really commit to moving forward. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Amy Shark is, I think that's a, she's a great example. A lot mm. of people, you know, when that, her big song came out, mm. um, a lot of people are like, oh, look at this uh, overnight success oh. on the Gold Coast. It's like, I know, classic. So <laughs> it was actually great though. I'm so glad they tried to paint her as an overnight success because someone did an article about it, uh, about her in particular and yeah. overnight successes in general. Mm. But her overnight success took literally 10 years yeah. of releasing music. Yeah. Before she had a mega hit. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about that, 10 years of persistence and playing, like, 
you know, crappy little gigs and yeah. having some wins, lots of losses, no money uh, to having a big song because you've spent 10 years persisting. Exactly. Um, and I think um, sort of as you're saying, time and then uh, the willingness to learn. I think like the business side of music, that's the hard part to learn. We all love writing. We all yeah. love, well, you know, in generally speaking, you know, you write, you want to play, you want to record, but it's the business side that okay, who do I need to network with? Okay, yeah. how do I how do I run a release? Who do I, do I need a publicist? Do I need PR? Yeah. Uh, how do the, I do an invoice? Like, yeah, what's an invoice? Yeah. What do I, why do I need an ABN? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and these are all important things, you know, yeah. and it's it's unfortunate that it's not as simple as just, you know, recording and writing, right? But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's like a combination of all those things and then just persistence. Like you've yeah. just got to trust the process and, you know, if you if you grow each year, keep going. You know, if you yeah. start to not grow and you realize that you're just not putting enough effort in, it's not where your heart is. Well, then maybe it's, you know, that's the end. But I think as long as the fire burns and you you, you can grow, yeah. Um, even if it's not growing in finance, if it's growing in you know in what you've learned or in writing, you know, just yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah. no. It's, if only it was an easy answer, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never an easy answer. Yeah. I was going to ask as well, like, uh, with your poetry and stuff, I know we talked about that before. Mm. Do you, when you're writing lyrics for songs, do mm. you, are they, do you approach it similar to your poetry or do you write them in a different direction? Like, do you, when you're writing a song, do you say, okay, this is definitely going to be a song or does it start off like a poem or? Um, that's a very good question. Um, well, I guess like it could go either way because mm. I could I could start trying to write a song and be like I actually don't think that suits being a song or suits mm. having a production behind it and might just turn into a poem or yeah. vice versa. Um, but yeah, I it could really go mm. either way. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know, do you? Like no. some, th- there's been a few times I start writing a song and I'm like. Nah, this is a poem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no music. There's no music. But then sometimes I really want to try to do, um, like spoken word poetry, but record like a soundtrack to it. Nice. I really want to give that a crack. Yeah. Um, one day. That would be amazing. Yeah, because I got a few nice poems, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun. That could be a challenge. We'll yeah. see. We'll see in like. When this episode comes out, maybe I've done it. You never yeah. know. <laughs> I'll keep you accountable for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it, do it. Yeah. But no, I definitely think like, because there's sometimes that I sit down and I can have, say, for example, my brother's put together a, a, a produ- like a mm. production um, and I want to test my songwriting skills, mm. so I'll write to that. Um, but then sometimes I'm just writing to write, um, mm. to just get something out on paper or because... I had a thought in the shower because that's where all of my ideas seem to happen when I have no easy access to a pen or a book. Um, but yeah, just like, oh, here's a small idea. Let's run with it and just let's just see what it turns into. But yeah. Yeah. That's so funny what you said about like whether it comes to you in the shower. Literally happened to me the other day and I was just like, oh, no. I, luckily, I had my phone in the bathroom because I sometimes have music on. So I'm like, yes. voice record, just like, quickly sing it. Oh, voice <laughs> yeah. record is a godsend. It oh is, it is. I haven't tried to listen back, so hopefully it doesn't just sound like rainwater and like some mumbled <laughs> words. So 
we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I love being, like, I love and also hate simultaneously when you feel so inspired in the moment and you're like, I'm going to record this. And then, like, you go back later and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> what am, why was I so inspired? Like, it sounds terrible. But, yeah. Oh, yes. It's like, oh, that was such a great song. It's like, pat in the dog. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. That's not really good. <laughs> Yeah, where did my where is my poetry skills coming into this? <laughs> Do you write with your brother? Did you say? Um, yes. So my I'm oh, there you go. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna bring out an EP later in the year. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Um. So my brother and I have this like, it's a weird kind of working relationship. It just seems like everything has fallen nicely into mm. place. Like he would have this track sitting in the depths of his a million folders that mm. he's put together and I'll have these lyrics that I have no, you know, have no song to mm. and that magically marries up somehow. Um, but I, um, a couple of years ago, put together some rough garage band productions on my own mm. um, and wanted to have a bit of a refresh um, so I could start performing them and then eventually um, put them on the EP later in the year. So I mm. actually asked him to like reproduce these songs that I had just sitting in the bank and um, he really added a lot of vibrance and a lot of mm. um, grooviness, I guess, to my track. Mm. So that was really exciting to like actually sit down together and um and work on it and be like oh like you i've i really i really love what you've done here mm. but like we could probably change this a little bit like it was just um we because we'd individually worked on our own projects mm. um side by side i guess but um i had this moment of just like he's just too good and i want to <laughs> be able to utilize him in my music so i um yeah i i worked him into doing some of my mm. um, productions and backing tracks for my vocals and then eventually coerced him into playing on stage with me, which took a lot of convincing <laughs> um, and a lot of promises of like alcohol after the gigs. But um, we <laughs> That's a good there. bribe, a good musical bribe. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, he's 18, so he's oh, like excellent. in the prime of like alcohol consumption years. So <laughs> I was like, well, that works, so let's just roll with it. But Perfect. Yeah, it's so exciting to have him up on stage because... For such a long time, I had quite a fear of performing. Mm. Um, again, putting myself out there, scary, yeah. scary, no. <laughs> um, but to have him beside me on stage is just someone to look over to for reassurance and mm. to like vibe out with it helps so much. And like, I, I just find it's really lovely that it's my brother because like, it, you know, a lot of people don't get that with their siblings. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's something really special that we that we have and mm. that we can continue to carry into the future as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's lovely. It would be so nice to play with like a sibling. Mm. I'm one of six and literally the only one who plays music. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, there was a saying, there was literally a saying in my family: there are no musical merics. It's just like oh, n nobody goodness. played music until. Until I basically played music. Yeah, but you my, broke the trend though. Yeah, someone That's had to exciting. do it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sister did play guitar when she was a teenager, but just basically quit when she turned 18. Yeah. So I just like took the old guitar, the old family guitar back. Nice. And, yeah. Someone's got to do it, but it must be so nice to, to do it with your brother. I could imagine. And I imagine you guys will give each other a lot of courage on stage as well, right? Definitely. So he's also in the same boat of like, a lot of fear around live performance and things like mm. that 
Um, but it was really exciting to like reach that stage where he's okay to just come on stage with me and like we're in this together and it's only like 20 minutes and like it would just be heaps of fun and like it's just like the the internal and external dialogue of like yeah just encouraging each other to to pull off a good gig it's always very exciting so yeah no that's wonderful Mm. yeah well, thank you so much for coming on. It's It's been so good to have you on and to learn a bit more about the Ipswich scene and you and, yeah, and everything. It's you. It's been great. And I just wanted to ask you a, a final question. Hmm. What is something or someone you're grateful for? Oh, this can be so cheesy. You can uh, only name one, though. No, just kidding. Oh, I was going to say, oh, this makes it hard. <laughs> Mum will be wanting me to say mum and dad will be wanting me to say dad, but... I love everyone, <laughs> but um, I think my partner is someone I'm really grateful for. Really cheesy, I know, but like, um, he's really, my, truly, he's my anchor, um, mm. and he's my my point of strength. Um, whenever I'm having a bad day or a good day, mm. like he's just always there to support me and encourage me in literally whatever I want to do. So, um. Yeah, like, so I'm really grateful to to have him in my life. And especially over the last couple of months, I've had a bit of a hard time Mm. with my mental health. And he's just really steadfast in his support. Mm. And, um, yeah, I am enormously grateful and lucky to have him in my life. So, yeah, very cheesy, but there you go. There's nothing cheesy (laughs) about that. And I I think it's so important, especially with, like, with regards to mental health, to have someone that you can lean on with it. Um, and I think that's one thing um, one thing that's been really great to see I think in this last year especially is that more and more people in, in the music industry are opening up about mental health mm. and and um, and normalizing it because yeah. I think that's so important I think the more we can normalize it and and um, you know, break the, that stigma around mental health the better yeah. and obviously that's a broad note but when you've got someone like a partner that you can rely on with it as well it's just it makes a world of difference. So, no, not cheesy at all. <laughs> if you only said mum or dad, then I would have said, that's a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. yeah, no, that's wonderful. Well, thanks so much again for coming on and um, look, I can't wait to see how the next year of Ipswitching goes. Thank you. And thank you for giving me the platform to um, not only talk about myself, but really put the Ipswich scene out there. I'm really grateful. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you. Obviously, we'll see you in a, in a few weeks. Um, but hope to see the listeners out in Ipswich too and experiencing um, what we have to offer. So it's really exciting. Come along. <laughs> <laughs> you better be there. No. <laughs> no. She wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much, George. Oh, I appreciate you. your time.